Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS. And our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello and welcome HIV Hope and Charity. Wow. I know I went straight in there. I was straight in this week. Didn't even give you a chance. Come on, tell me what's been happening. Well, here's the update that everyone's been waiting for because I've been banging on about it for so long. So obviously the podcast awards happened. Well, not the podcast awards. The awards haven't happened. The shortlists were announced on Monday. Obviously, people that listen know we've talked about it. We were nominated. We were super, super proud. Sadly, we didn't get shortlisted, but my goodness, we were up against in our category some absolute like juggernauts in entertainment. Stephen Fry, Tan France, Greg James. I mean, I know, Sarah, we discussed this and you were sort of trying to really manage my expectations because I was sort of getting quite carried away and deciding we'd definitely be shortlisted and maybe we might even win it. But that is how much I believe in this podcast. That's very commendable. I know. So next time I will promise to listen to you more and slightly be more realistic. But I think it's good to to be ambitious, definitely. And we may now, don't we? So we will hopefully be nominated next year. You know, they're national awards. So I don't think it's a surprise that huge big stars were shortlisted. I think it would be nice if they had a charity category because very few, if any, charities seem to have been shortlisted and that's a real shame yeah I, I I don't I really didn't see mate to be fair there were 30 categories mm. that is a lot of categories so I can't say that I've been through all of them to know for sure but yeah I didn't see many many charities down there I was thinking I might just drop them a little email maybe suggest a non-profit category because we're never going to have let's face it the, the money and the backing to be as big as like BBC Sounds podcasts yeah well why not see what they say i like it i wonder how you become a bbc sounds podcast (gasps) here's my next unrealistic mission where i get us to be on bbc sounds 
do it. Go on. <laughs> there you go. It's your uh, objective for the next few months. You know, we won't shortlist it. Well, we haven't really, in the grand scheme of things, been doing this podcast for that long. And we've only sort of taken it to being weekly as well, haven't we, in the last four or five months? And that was basically due to popular demand. You know, people did want that. Rather than having them sort of so ad hoc once a month and things like that, we found that it just works better. And we can really push more HIV education on everyone. Exactly. We can be bigger. We can be better. Let's go for it. Yeah. So please keep sharing it. Please keep telling people about it because we really, really do we always say it to get as many people HIV educated that's what we'd really like to do oh and on that note do you remember the film kids that we did obviously uh-huh. we do because it scarred you forever I don't know why yes on my dog walk this morning I suddenly had this flash of another film that I really think we should cover and I figured if I mentioned it on the podcast then maybe you couldn't get away from it and we'd have to look at it at some point do you like my sneakiness so I think perhaps we should look at Precious Oh, okay. Oh, that's not... I thought you were going to say another one. What, which which one did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Pride. Oh, I have, Jill, I haven't seen that. No, nor have I. <laughs> well, there's no surprise there. We should both okay. watch it and then do a podcast on it, the Pride one, because neither of us have seen it. Yeah. Precious, it is, again, it's along the kids' line where it's a lot to take, but it's a really powerful and important film. Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> add it to the list. Your face is just like, I hate you. Well, oh, look. You've gone purple. I've gone. Look at that purple. That's amazing. Her screen has suddenly, for no reason whatsoever, just gone purple and her face is pixelated. Oh, is it pixelated? Yeah, it's kind of gone all squarey. Oh. How bizarre. Quite like that colour, though. It's nice, isn't it? Maybe paint maybe paint your walls that. Well, it's very similar to the TVPS colour. Look how corporate I am. I'm fully purple. I'm embracing our colour. Maybe we're getting hacked. Oh, no. Someone wants a a sneak peek of the podcast early. Maybe it's one of the shortlisted (laughs) podcasters. Greg James, if this is you, hi. Um, So who who and what are we doing this week? Because I actually don't know. Oh, wait, no, I do. I do. I remember from last week. Okay, I mean, you spoke so quickly and your voice was so high there. Nobody heard you, but I'm going to interpret... You do remember because we talked about it last week. Okay, so last week we looked at a short film called The Lazarus Effect. And this week we're going to look at Red. They're the organisation behind the film. So we want to know who they are and what they do. They they sell products, don't they? I know you're probably going to go into all of this, but that's all I really know about Red. I didn't know they were behind any kind of film production. I've seen that they've done stuff with iPhones where you can get like a red iPhone and things like that. And the money goes to HIV charities. But beyond that, I do not know. Well, Red, set up by Bono, lead singer from U2, and someone called Bobby Shriver, who's an attorney and film producer, which is a weird, that's a weird combination, isn't it? That is quite a weird combination. But then I guess if you're going to get sued for like making a film, then you're the perfect person to make the film and rebuff the suing. Oh, yeah, maybe that's why he chose two careers at once. (laughs) So they set up Red in 2006, but that wasn't their first venture. So their first venture, they co-founded Data Debit AIDS Trade in Africa in 2002, and their purpose was to obtain social justice and equality for Africa through debt relief. That later became 
the One campaign, which aimed to increase US government funding for an international aid programme, and that led to them setting up Red. Okay, so it's been lots of... <laughs> confused face so far, like, what? It, it's just that first acronym was quite a lot. What was that? Data? Yes, Debit AIDS Trade in Africa. Yeah, I was a bit like, sorry, what? So they've always been about equality for Africa, which I think the the film that they did, The Lazarus Effect, was kind of highlighting really wasn't it they always have always maintained that you know africa shouldn't be well should be equal to anywhere else in the world which is absolutely the right sentiment mm. very much agree with that they went through these these two different ones first and it was both of them together doing the other two as well yes okay yes so yeah so their their brand or their idea it's it's just kind of evolved over the years this purple color is not going away i mean just embracing it i know i'm just we're just gonna have to go with it normally when our screen's occasionally flash purple i'm sure someone's going to write in and be like there is a trojan horse on your computer you have a virus i hope not but normally (laughs) normally when it does it it does it for a few seconds and then goes away but sarah remains a sort of pixelated purple color i like it so red um so you're right red is a brand licensing company and it raises funds for the global fund to fight aids tuberculosis and malaria so they license the red logo to companies companies use the logo on their products and red receive a share of the profits from the selling of those products so the companies that use the red logo look great obviously because they're endorsing a very worthy cause which i mean if we were to be cynical probably helps them sell more products but the more products they sell the more that benefits Red because they're getting a share of the profits. And if they extend the bigger share of the profits they get, then the more money they can hand over to the Global Fund. So it's a really simple idea. Lots of companies do it in partnering with charities, but Red is probably the biggest facilitator of that approach, although I don't have any stats to back that up. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was about to agree and go, yeah, I think they are. No, I don't know that either. But I would say with people like Bono behind it, how could it not be? Exactly. exactly. Just his name alone carries a lot of weight, doesn't it? So you'd think it would be a huge success. Well, they do this. They want to eliminate HIV in eight African countries. And I've practised the pronunciation of all of these. Oh, I can't wait. Sean will be really proud of me this week. So the eight Africans are Espotini, formerly known as Swaziland, Ghana, Kenya, Lesotho, Rwanda, South Africa, Tanzania and Zambia. I know everyone's thinking most of those are very easy to pronounce, but Lesotho does not look how it's said. Well done, you. That was very impressive. And I'm just going to point this out right now. I haven't edited this. So it's not that you're listening to this and she's tried to say it a couple of times. That was straight (laughs) off the bat. Yeah, because we all know that you leave all those edits in. Only when you ask me to take them out. It's like a a reaction that I have every time you say, you better take that out. I'm I'm compelled to leave it in. Oh, no. You've gone blue. (laughs) Lee Wonka had, um program. You know the one that eats all the the blueberries. Violet, what's her name? Violet Beauregard. You do. Yes, I do. This is so bizarre. To put a picture of this up, yeah, on our well, social media. Maybe it'll be with the little clip that I take from this. So I'm trying to share some of the, um, as you know, some of the clips of the, our recordings together because our facial expressions are sometimes so brilliant that. I need to share them. So perhaps this will be what I share. Okay. So those are the countries they support. I don't know why they've chosen those countries. They all have a high prevalence of HIV, uh, but so do lots of other African countries, but those are the countries that they support. And they've worked with companies like Apple, like you mentioned, Nike, American Express, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, Converse, Primark, Gap, Armani, and Fiat. Fiat's wow. a bit weird, isn't it? I don't know why I included that one. Fiat is an odd one. So actual cars, they 
Did they license? Yeah, red cars. What? That is, imagine the, the money they're bringing from that. I know, I know. So some examples of where Red have benefited in the past. So Bugaboo, you know, the pushchair company? Yes. They um, in the past have contributed 1% of their total revenue to the Global Fund. That's quite a lot. As we all know, I am a childless woman. Starting this up again. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that, but go on. (laughs) And a friend of mine just had a baby and they went to buy a pram and it was so insanely expensive. I just couldn't get over it. So, yeah, you're right. That would have been a ton of money. Yeah, they are really expensive. I'm shocking. Absolutely shocked. I'd just get a trolley, a shopping trolley, put a duvet in it maybe and put your baby in it. Right. <laughs> okay, let's move on. American Express uh, had a red card launched in 2006. 1% of spending is donated to the Global Fund. Converse, selling shoes made from African mud cloth. Oh, I know. Who knew? Canon, the camera people, they're quite broad in who they work with, released a version of camera, a special edition version of a camera. 500 were produced. Apple iPod Touch fifth generation with a product red theme. They also created in 2013 a one of a kind red Mac Pro computer. They auctioned that at Sotheby's and it raised $977,000. I know. And a one of a kind pair of solid gold Apple earpods. They were auctioned for $461,000. Imagine having gold earpods. How scared would you be of losing them? I mean, how would they feel in your ear? Would you actually, would you use them? Were they functional? They must have been, right? Yeah. I wonder who bought them. I don't know. And if they ever used them. You wouldn't, would you? I wouldn't. Not for that sort of money. I think they're just for kind of display purposes, aren't they? That's what I'm thinking. A nice little display case in the lounge, maybe. In the lounge. Yeah. <laughs> <Have> a fireplace. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's where you'd have them. And, then, and you, I think we've talked about the iPhones, that they produce the red iPhones. Sue had one. Sue, one of our support workers. Her, couple of years ago, she needed a new iPhone, um, and that's the one she got. Because of that, that's how I know that red did iPhones. Because our support worker had one. Nike, they released a special line of red shoelaces. Their motto was lace up, save lives. Couldn't they just have released the entire shoe as well? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it was just the laces. Why just the shoelace? I feel like Nike could have done more, you know? Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Fiat giving cars. Better. We've got gold earpods happening. Like, come on. Shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Well done. It's really good that they're involved. But. When you do look at the, you know, gold earpods versus some shoelaces. That's very true, actually. So, yeah, come on, Nike, get it together. The Killers write a Christmas song every year and they've also done a compilation album of all their Christmas singles. 100% of profits are given to Red. I I have never heard a Killers Christmas song. Didn't say it was released over here. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Amazon in 2017 created a Red limited edition of the Echo Speaker. November 2020, they released a new version of that. So ongoing support from Amazon. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, I mean, if you want to look at current Red products, go on their website. It's a very eclectic range. So sunglasses, sanitary products, Jeeps, clothing, false nails, yoga mats and scooters are all featured. Current partners include Amazon, Jeep, Bank of America and Primark. Jeep, like the cars again. Yeah. I mean, Red is smashing it, aren't they? Absolutely smashing it out the park. They really are. And they do, um, you know, they have a huge array of kind of partners and products. Um, and like you're saying, a popular way to work. 
Yes, and, and a really wide range. Like you're saying, from sanitary towels to scooters, it's very clever because it's like, what would somebody possibly need? False nails. We, well, women definitely need sanitary products. Brilliant. You know, cars, phones, they're, they're covering everything. I mean, Amazon, genius idea. I know. Now, there is a name for this type of venture, and it's called ethical consumerism. But not everyone is on board with it. Is it? Okay, I'm going to let you finish before I butt in. I want to find out what it is, because I know Bono is quite a controversial figure for some people. So I'm wondering if it's to do with him or just the way of trading. Okay, so Product Red have been criticised for not having an effect proportional to the advertising investment, for being much less efficient than direct charitable contribution, and for having a lack of transparency with regards to the amount of money going to charity as a percentage of every purchase. Right. So if I were to buy Jeep, I wouldn't necessarily... That's just as an example. I'm not saying this is the case for the Jeeps that they're selling, but in theory, maybe I wouldn't know one of the products I'm buying, what's actually going to go directly to these charities and these causes is that what they're saying yes i mean we'll, we can go into all of these and kind of break it down again but some critics argue that a retail middleman between a donor and a charity is is unnecessary one of the examples that's talked about is gap so gap work with red and their website obviously promotes this and some people believe that encourages consumerism of the products thus encouraging companies to use the products for publicity rather than social responsibility, which right. I get. I understand that exactly because yeah. look at Pride Month over here and how many products have been endorsing Pride. My cat biscuits that turned up in my weekly shop were Pride branded. I'm all for people getting involved, but for the right reasons. I mean, you know, Marks and Spencers with their LGBT sandwich. <laughs> it's like lettuce, guacamole, tomato and bacon. Like, did we? do we need to do that? It's just sort of, it's kind of starting to have a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths over here, isn't it? Where it gets to Pride Month and it's just like, let's just try and sell tons more by whacking a rainbow on it and off we go. Exactly. I mean, does it raise awareness? Does it increase sales or does it do both? And is it ethical? Because companies do benefit from endorsing their products like this. Without a doubt, they do get more sales. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a really, really hard one. I suppose in theory, would anyone have been able to get all of those companies together in that way to get them to give money? So it's a real double-edged sword, isn't it? Is that the bonus part? Maybe these companies wouldn't give to a charity like Red if there wasn't someone getting them all together. But I can totally see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are other criticisms. Someone called Professor Jessica Wergal from the Virginia Polytechnic Institute she argues that Red gives corporations the power to decide which causes should be supported and to what degree. Others have pointed out that Red's emphasis on funding treatment means that effectively they're handing the money directly over to pharmaceutical companies who are unwilling to distribute ARVs for free. That's an interesting point. It would be better to campaign the pharmaceutical companies to just make the meds free. So take the money that they're getting to put that into campaigning to forcing, well, not forcing their hand, but yeah, campaigning to, I mean, that would cut out that middle bit because what if, you know, Red can't give any more? What happens then? What happens to all the people that need their meds? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really interesting argument, isn't it? I mean, Red have been accused of helping companies profit from using diseases as a marketing tool rather than encouraging a more ethical method of corporate social responsibility. So essentially, companies using Red as a convenient means of making themselves look great whilst increasing shareholder profit. It kind of smoke and mirrors. And that's what won't sit well with a lot of people, I think. 
I think you're right. I can I can understand that. It's a really difficult one to unpick, isn't it? And I, the world's changed a lot. When corporate social responsibility came in, there were lots of companies willing to give money and genuinely looking to help out. The tone of it sort of changed, I feel. And like these critics are saying, are you using this, well, for your own gains, which essentially you are. And it's like now, if we go to a to businesses as us as TVPS charity, there'll never be monetary support or very rarely. We might get, we can give you some volunteers, but only for these specific tasks. And it's just things that we don't need. It's very odd, but then they're still using that to say, we work with this charity and that, you know, and that doesn't feel great when you're like, well, if if you actually want to help us out, ask us what we need. (laughs) Bless you. Bless me. (laughs) That was the cutest sneeze. You sounded like a kitten. Oh, Oh, dear. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Hay fever. That's what it is. It's the hay fever season. Oh, I don't don't know what it is. I thought there was another one coming. Okay. (laughs) But there's not. We can move on. Um, No, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. And it also, you can't overlook that some of the companies they partner with have had questionable ethics of their own in the past. If you look at Gap, for example, they've been accused of um, using sweatshops, right? A good few years ago, but this that did happen. They say that the red products aren't made uh, in China, where they said the sweatshops were. They're made in Lesotho and they're not sweatshops. So that's kind of how they got around it. But it doesn't kind of negate the fact that they do use sweatshops or they have used sweatshops in the past for some of their other products. So I think there's questions around, you know, who you partner with and how kind of socially responsible they are again it raises lots of questions yes it's not just about saying look at us aren't we doing a a good thing and bringing all these people together you're right it's a massive can of worms actually isn't it it is and it's been going on for a long time so way back in 2007 Advertising Age claimed retail participants in Project Red, Gap, Motorola, Apple had invested $100 million in advertising and raised only $18 million for the global fund. And some people argue it would be far more cost effective to just donate the advertising costs directly to the fund. Don't bother even designing any products. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea, but they're not going to do that, are they? Because having people view you in a certain way and be linked to certain charities and certain causes is worth it worth it for businesses absolutely yeah definitely there's no kudos is there and just giving over big bundles of cash you might get some publicity but that's not what they want they want to raise their brand and that'll be a one-off as well yeah. that will be a one-off whereas quite often when people start buying a product let's take motorola for example when you start buying a certain brand of phone you tend to stick with that brand so it's worth more to them isn't it really they want to help out but what they really want to raise their profile more i imagine a lot of businesses yeah and they want to do it on their own terms which is what some critics have said is they kind of set the tone of this they set the terms of it clearly they want to make themselves look good um, and that doesn't sit well with some people it's not true charitable giving if you're kind of setting the boundaries of it basically well yes i mean that's true so product red they did address some of these comments in 2008 they implemented a calculator to show consumers how many doses of treatment would be received with the purchase of a red product so they've got more transparency going on even that wasn't enough for some who claim the whole venture gives the illusion of activism without requiring behavioral change or political engagement i suppose yeah you like we're saying you want policy change you want the pharmaceutical companies to be changing this is just a stopper 
in that for the time being, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, this is a tough crowd that they're trying to please. And I do think some of the criticism, I think, is justified. You know, in an ideal world, as we said, companies would just hand over huge sums of money with no question, no publicity, and save us all the bother of coming up with initiatives like this. But that is never going to happen. Not to us anyway. Probably doesn't happen to anyone. And there are a lot of big companies working with Red who possibly wouldn't even consider supporting the Global Fund and HIV in particular, if it weren't for the kudos that goes with being associated with Bono's company. And that's what it boils down to, isn't it? It's having the link to him. That's exactly it. It's the power of celebrity, isn't it? So having looked at all that, is Red worthy of heroic status? Well, we need to look at the impact, don't we? As of December 2021, Red generated over 700 million US dollars to support the Global Fund HIV grants in the countries that we mentioned earlier. Dollars, as they say on their website, have impacted the lives of over 245 million people on the ground through locally designed programmes that provide HIV testing and counselling, HIV prevention, antiretroviral therapy for HIV positive individuals, care for children orphaned by AIDS and provide the low cost treatments needed to reduce the risk of HIV transmission from mother to baby. They also, since COVID, have branched out to support relief programmes that reduce disruption to vital health services and equip communities to fight the current pandemic. So what do you think? Are they a hero or a zero? I've just invented a brand new thing for us. Hero or zero, Jess? Okay, you ready for my verdict? I'm saying hero, okay? And I'm saying hero because without it, you know, I've watched the Lazarus effect now. Amazing. I can see why you were obviously waxing lyrical about it. Those people wouldn't be receiving their meds. Yes, I understand some critics are saying, well, we should be looking at campaigning to get the pharmaceutical companies to do that. That would still require Red and Red's money, in theory, to do that. So whichever way they're helping, they're still helping. And like we said, I really just don't think a lot of these companies would be engaged in HIV in Africa or in any country if it weren't for this organisation. So I am saying hero. I would agree. I think Hero too, despite all of that, and I do understand the criticisms, but let's be realistic. Like you say, they're not going to get involved. It's Bono that's driving all of this. This is his organisation and the kudos that goes with that means that lots of companies want to be involved that otherwise just wouldn't consider this as a a cause that their organisation can relate to. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, definite hero for me absolutely but it has been interesting to hear the different sides of the argument around them rather than just they're amazing they're brilliant you know isn't everything fantastic yeah of course there are questions there and there are things to be considered I think the bigger questions are around partnering with organizations like we said that have other ethical concerns that for me is a bigger problem whereas I think you know anything that's helping and helping raise awareness like I said I only know about red because Sue had and the phone was literally red she had the red oh, phone okay. yeah. so perfect so and and alongside making the money it is going to be raising awareness to more people so double thumbs up red I think so and look we've learned about ethical consumerism out into economics is it economics? I'm not sure <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me my face is just like ah. Yes, I think so. I think it's economics. Yeah, you would call it economics. God, see? Uh, so there you go, everyone. We've learned all about ethical consumerism and red. And that is all you need to know. As always, brilliant research and very interesting topic. Because I can't lie to you. To start with, I was like, red, can there really be that much? Like, what are we going to go into? What are we going to talk about? Is it just, oh, Bono's great and they raise money? I sort of thought that was there wasn't much more to it. I very much enjoyed that you weren't afraid to bring us the opposing arguments. 
and the criticisms are read. Yeah, no, we have to address those. Otherwise, what's the point? It's not very real, is it? If we're just raving on about how amazing people are, which I know we do do most weeks, but that they're all justified. Yeah, that is what this entire podcast is about, really. Yeah, no, that's true. Yes, yes. But we said in the past we should do like a zero one, Margaret Thatcher's first. Oh, yeah. We have so many more ideas, don't we, moving into the summer of different, obviously you all know we do heroes and history, but yeah, we have some other ideas for some other facets. And there are some topics that we've been discussing that really don't fall into either category. Interesting. Do you know what I think is good is as we are doing our podcasts, yes, more and more things are coming to light where HIV is things that we didn't think HIV would be associated with. Yes. Have come to the forefront. And you realise that HIV, you know, affects everyone really, doesn't it? In one way or another, all all kinds of areas in the world. It's very interesting. I feel like it's five degrees of separation with HIV. It's always related in some way, somewhere. Yeah. And it's important that we discuss that. Oh, look at us being all positive about ourselves. Well done, you. See, if those British podcast people would have heard this, Sarah, maybe this would have been the... uh, winning one that would have been Stephen Fry oh but I just don't think we can compete with Stephen Fry I don't or Tan France or Greg James yeah I know next year there's always next year really what we need to do is branch out into radio or tv (laughs) become household names (laughs) and then we'll be shortlisted you need to do something shocking and then maybe we could become like a household name shocking is my face not purple? Is that not shocking enough? Why are you it's still purple? Weird. This is the weirdest podcast recording we've done. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. So we need to do something shocking that grabs everybody's attention. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that would be, but we can think about that for our next episode. But um, but in the meantime, thank you to everyone. I know I put it up on our social media, but a massive thank you to everyone that supported us and listens and even made it possible that we would be nominated for a national podcast award it really is awesome so thank you everyone I know that was quite a professional ending wasn't it yeah it's not a normal ending at all I don't, I don't know where to go with this now <laughs> look at us we're learning we're getting better all the time. thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity if you'd like to know more about the work that we do visit TVPS org.uk and please like subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.